0: Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I'm your host, Chris Reese, and it is my mission as always to provide you with biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. Have you ever asked yourself the question, is this the devil tempting me, God testing me, or is it just me? Well, that's the question that we're going to answer. 1st Peter 5 8 reminds us to be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour and there is no doubt that the enemy's purpose has always and always will be the same to kill steal and destroy so it is wise for us as believers to always be armed to resist and fight against his schemes but the trials and the troubles that we go through in this life can be many And at many times, they can be intense. So how do we know if it's the devil attacking, God refining, or a result of the consequence of our sin? And if we don't carefully discern the difference, the plan that we put in place could be completely fruitless at best, and at worst, get us actually into deeper trouble. So let's talk today about how to discern whether your troubles are from God, the devil, or just you. So let's start with God. There are two extreme schools of thought when it comes to the troubles of God. Some will say that the bad things that happen to people in life are a direct result of sin and usually their sin you have trouble you must have done something wrong somewhere along the line to deserve it and to think to this extreme actually removes God's grace and mercy now the other group will say that because God is love that he doesn't want to see us in pain or discomfort so therefore there is no way that this could be coming from God to think to this extreme actually removes God's justice and righteousness you see jesus was clear in john 16:33 when he said i have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world it is however difficult to see that some of our let's call them issues could be from god meaning that he is actually orchestrating this on purpose But if we believe that God is good and he wants nothing but good for our lives, then it is reasonable to assume that he would sometimes bring us through challenges that can lead us to greater victory. How is there victory without a challenge? How is there a mountaintop without a valley? How is there faith with no trial? God can and will use testing and trials for a number of reasons, the least of which is to grow you in godly character and grow your faith in him. I had a client not too long ago ask me how to rebuke the devil for bringing all these toxic people into her life. And what she failed to recognize is that it was God actually putting her in those situations to strengthen and grow her. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reminds us to be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So what's the solution? If you want to be in the perfect will of God, don't rebuke God's correction, discipline, and direction. Instead, submit yourself to it. He is sovereign, he can be trusted, and be thankful. No, you don't have to pretend to be happy about the circumstances, but you can rejoice in knowing that he will use whatever you're going through for your good and for his glory. The next is the flesh. Did you know that it's the flesh that causes people to backslide? Matthew 26, 41 reminds us that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, this is not to say that it's an excuse because we are commanded to subdue our flesh. We are reminded in Romans 8:13 that if we live by the flesh, we will die. And we have been given power over the flesh. And oftentimes people will blame their flesh- fleshly struggles on demonic activity. The devil is attacking me, they say. I'm under a, se- a severe assault, they assume. So they come for deliverance. But the truth is you can't cast out a demon. You keep inviting in. When you give in to the flesh, it's your choice. If you have an anger issue that you just keep justifying, that's not a demon, my friend. That's you. You're struggling with lust that you really, really don't want to let go of. That's not the devil. That's the flesh. The flesh says, I want this to stop, but doesn't really want to give it up. Addiction, unforgiveness, sexual immorality. When it's the flesh, it's not willing to let go of it you almost like it. You don't wanna like it, but you like it. So my friend, you can't cast out a friend, you keep inviting in. The difference between the devil and the flesh is the flesh is driven by desire, the devil is driven by demand. And he'll often use your desires to place the demand. I have to versus I want to. And all those people that are out in the clubs every weekend getting high and getting drunk, are they driven by demons? Well, some maybe, but many actually wanna be there. They post how excited they are for the next party on social media, they invite their friends. You see this, my friends, is a work of the flesh. Now don't get me wrong, all sinful options are Satan's handiwork. But the question is, are you interested? Things of this world, the things that Satan brings to you, they don't satisfy true followers of Christ anymore. And have you noticed that since you've come to Christ, your desires for things of this world grow less and less. Well, that's the way it should be. That's the spiritual growth that is taking place inside of you. First Peter 2.10 through 11 tells us, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. The things that are in your character that you need to subdue, anger, lust, greed, desire, impatience, avoidance, control, timidity, manipulation, just to name a few, you need to take dominion over these fleshly areas before you actually give the devil a foothold. And that's why James 4, 7 is so simple and so clear in its mandate. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You see, addictions don't happen overnight. Sexual immorality doesn't happen in one day. Full-blown lying, cheating, stealing, these things don't happen overnight. It all starts with a fleshly temptation. Now you give into that and you open the door for the devil. Keep giving into that and you open the door for even more demons. So what is the solution for the flesh? It's crucifixion this comes through repentance and repentance is true remorse not a continued justification for ungodly behavior but it is a turning a complete turning from it turning is a fleeing in the complete opposite direction and your flesh cannot be cast out it must be crucified now the next is the devil Think of the devil as an unwanted guest, and unwanted guests tend to bring other unwanted guests. So when the devil is at work in your life, you will feel a constant tempting, pressing, and pushing. He will come in with desires that are in stark contrast to the word of God. But because he's not stupid, he knows how to package his lies and temptations. He delivers them in one of two ways that makes the believer much more susceptible. Number one, he's gonna package his lies in your desires. He makes it look like that man that you were just praying for is now here to make all of your dreams come true. And then he pressures you with things like, oh, I'd better act on this now or I might miss out. The second thing he does is he packages his lies in some truth. Satan isn't going to come at you with a blatant lie. You're going to detect that from a mile away. Instead, he will wrap his lies in some truth, much like he tried to do with Jesus in the desert. He used scripture, verbatim, I might add. If you don't know the truth for yourself, my friend, you may end up with one of Satan's Trojan horses. Once in, he's going to look to take over. Now, how do you know if Satan and his demons are at work in your life? Well, for starters, you're in confusion. Perhaps you have peace one minute, and then you don't the next. Or perhaps you have um, peace about one thing, and then it flip-flops back and forth to having peace about something else. You see, Satan is the author of confusion. And if you are struggling with a temptation, addiction, a mindset, a behavior that you can't seem to stop, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you pray, there is likely the force of a demon behind it. And if bad things are happening to you in rapid succession, through no fault of your own, and we'll talk about the consequences of sin in a bit, then this could be the work of a demon. And if you find yourself doing and saying things that are out of your character, and prayer and counseling and submission don't seem to help, my friend, you could be struggling with a demonic influence in your life. He uses deception and deviation. So what is the solution? Cast him out and resist his future attempts. When the devil is hard at work in your life, do not give him a foothold. Instead, apply James 4, 7. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. If, however, you have already given access to demons, knowingly or unknowingly, you have the authority to cast them out. Luke 10, 19 reminds us that I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you Jesus said this get deliverance my friend for more more information on how to be free from demons I want to invite you to stay with us in this series on spiritual warfare we're going to be talking about how demons enter whether you have a demon and how to get rid of them look in this life you will have trouble Being able to discern where this trouble is coming from can be the difference between freedom and frustration. If God is operating in your life, let him have his way. If it's your flesh ruling, bring it under subjection to God and crucify it. If it's the devil, cast him out in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, Jesus came so that we could have life and have it in abundance. If you are struggling in your faith or you want to grow in your faith, I want to invite you to join us for a free five-day Mountain Moving Faith devotional. It is an email series that'll get sent directly to your inbox. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description section below. If you're listening on the podcast, jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab your free resource there. Okay, my friend, that's all the time that we have for today. Until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.